Take my hand and you will see what a wonderful imagination. Nathan, how sick of thee because you sound like you're fucked up. How sick of thee. <coughs> Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's your answer how, how sick are you pretty pretty sick that's sick plus um just the like over-the-counter concoctions of medicine that you can yeah. buy. if um, you had the option would you take some uh opioids right now i'd just do that stuff i think we've talked about this on the podcast before but you know like what americans do with their ultra strong cough syrup but they just like yeah, yeah, yeah. a drug. What's it called? Like, is it purple? I think that's. I don't it. know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing that Lil Wayne does, or you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just yeah. like do something with cough syrup. I'd probably do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, wouldn't. Would you? Would do that for fun, to be honest. But that is the thing about America. Like, because I could just like, well, I wouldn't be able to afford insurance. But um, oh yeah, no, okay. No, no chance. Hold on, dude. So it'll just be the over-the-counter stuff, but they have the really, like, lethal stuff because they want everyone to be addicted. But in America, they've got some leaf. Yeah, they've got some hard shit. They've got Xanax. They've got fucking uh, Benzadryl. They've got some weird shit. We'd have to go to Shady Guys in northeast London, or that shit, actually southeast London, to, to buy that shit in England. Just get some, get some uh, but in, <laughs> <laughs> Xanax is fucked up. Xanax is like really hard shit, but they just sell it over the counter because it's prescription. It's a pharmaceutical in America. Companies own it. It's technically legal, so it's okay. It won't fuck up your life, but yeah. Yeah, so the answer is I am probably sick enough to where I would consider getting hooked on. What's the one that House takes? Uh, Vicodin. Right, yeah, I would consider bad. I would consider it, but I wouldn't yeah. definitely do it. That's how sick Pers- I am. Yeah, personally, I kind of want to take some Xanax. Sounds fun. Yeah, I don't really know what Xanax is. I hear about it, and I hear about I've, it. I've heard it's a little bit like cocaine. Like it's a little, it makes you like super focused and like able to study really hard and like really energetic. Like that. Sounds fun. Sounds like the thing in um, Limitless. Yeah, not, not the TV show, the Fred yeah. Show. The one with Brad Cooper, yeah. Uh, what so, was that drug? Remember? Uh, it was the drug that didn't it like um basically turned you into a super genius. Yeah. It, so we only use like what ten percent of our actual brain power at any one time. It makes you like use a hundred percent of it, right? Yeah. Uh, was that the Morgan Freeman one? The one where Johnny Depp turned into a giant computer. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I've never I seen that. I swear I remember that. Where Johnny Depp became a giant computer. Well, maybe, maybe it's the cold talking, and I'm just beginning to hallucinate. Transcendence, yes. I'm not, uh, I'm not fucked up. Yeah, well, Morgan, Morgan Freeman and Johnny Depp. Yes, I was right. What what year did it come out? 2014. It's called Transcendence. Uh, I I've never seen it. Is it good or shit? I 
there. All I remember is Johnny Depp becoming a computer. Apparently, no one saw it because it only just made its budget back. Oh, poor Johnny Depp. But um, oh, I'm glad you were able to take take the reins because um, you've just come back from war. I have. I had a little bit of a war with a four-inch. I shit you not. I'm under exaggerating. A four-inch cockroach. This fucker was lethal. I can show you its body parts if it if you want. I'm okay. pretty sure they're still around. Um, basically, basically, I came back from uh, dinner and I saw this fucking huge cockroach, which was about the size of. Okay, if my penis isn't hard, it's probably about. <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, oh, fucking hell, that's crazy. And uh, yeah, I, I started whacking it with my mop and I, I, I whacked it with the brush side to stun it, right? And I flipped it around on the hard side to actually go for the kill shot. I got this fucker three times and it was still flying around. I shit you not, three times in the head, I stomped it with a mop. It was still flying around. It was a bit twitchy, but yeah, still firing. So I had to whack it down again, stun it, and literally, I hit it like six times before it stopped moving. Before I okay, what's weird about it? I removed its head from its legs, and its head and its legs were still moving. Like literally, not. I'm not. I'm not joking. You. The head's head. It it was in two, and different body parts are moving still. And I had to hit each body part like three times before it stopped moving. So I was like, okay, cool. I finally got this fucking white whale. I finally killed my Moby Dick. Because I'm not going to lie, this is the third time I've seen this cockroach. I've seen it a couple of times before. And I tried whacking at it, but it, it seemed to fly out my window. Yeah? If I saw it again, it keeps. It must just keep coming back for some reason. So, yeah, this is actually the time I killed it. I grabbed some tissue. And I picked it up, and its fucking legs were still moving, so I had to crush the tissue in my hand. And I crushed it in my hand, and I sucked in the life power. So now I have the abilities of Cockroach Boy. So I can, I've got this shell of a hero. By the way, random question. Random question, okay? If you had to be eaten alive by 100 cockroaches for, like, however long that takes, but then you rebirth, and then, then you okay. Then you like wake up the next morning, and you have the ability to pat, to control cockroaches. Would you do it? So you just become like cockroach man. Like yeah, essentially. Do I look like a cockroach? No, you look like you're basically like Ant Man, but you have the ability to control cockroaches. Oh yeah, definitely. Then I mean, why not? Yeah, just being alive by cockroaches is painful as fuck. Uh, not if they just go for like your neck first and you just die quick and then you sure. just become like I, I don't really know what use that would be around here though because we don't really I don't think we even have cockroaches no true if we uh, do I've would... never seen one yeah so if cockroaches, just... cockroaches turned up to my flat with a plane yeah. ticket to Taiwan and my part and then got my passport out of my drawer and then yeah. killed ate me uh, but yeah. with detailed instructions of when my flight takes off the next day. Very much, yeah. And then I just have to move to Taiwan so I can become Cockroach Man. Cockroach Man, yeah. And you can control, like, literally millions of cockroaches, right? But 
Corporations don't really have any like great power. They can survive a lot of shit. They can survive like radiation. But um, apparently, this is just all the zeitgeist. But it's what I've been told. They can survive a lot. They're very survival. But like you have like like some cockroaches fly. My arch nemesis. Let's call Let's call him. Let's call him Stop. Archibald Kevin Clark. Yeah. And, <laughs> And um, he, he 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 could fly. Yeah, some cockroaches can fly; others can't. Okay, uh, they can all climb up walls, and you can do that too as a cockroach man. And um, but but uh, yeah, you control millions of them, so you can control basically like a lot of force. So literally, if like ten cockroaches could probably pick up something like like a like a stick, all right. So if like a hundred could probably pick up a person, maybe. Actually, probably not. Maybe like three hundred might be able to. I don't know if I'd, I'd probably just use them as like to get free food. Like I would just, yeah. I would just bring one with me. You go have like a really fancy meal, or you just instruct your cockroach to just uh, like jump into your soup, or you just be like, "Oh, there's cockroach." Oh, yeah. I'm not. You drink I'm it, not, be like, there's cockroach in this. Yeah. I'm not paying for this now. I'm gonna eat yeah, all yeah. around the cockroach. So that I still get the sustenance. Yeah. Uh, I'm not like the brain. Your favorite cockroach. Yeah. The only thing you got to like watch out for is the cockroach has to be able to get out like alive. Yeah. Or you're, a, or you're a man down. It'd be really useful if like a nuclear. When the nuclear bombs do start raining down on us, you could just instruct yeah. them all to create like a cocoon, so that you've yeah. got a cockroach shell. And then you could become yeah. like uh, whoever, whatever character you want to be in Fallout. True. Have like a couple of thousand around you just to shield yourself. Yeah, such a really good idea. Mm. But, but yes, um, cockroach man, I would become cockroach man. Yeah. What what insect would you not? What, what's the first insect that you wouldn't let do that to you, so that you gained their powers? We're, oh. Like Maybe what? maggots. Yeah, maggots. Maggots are pretty super useful. Yeah, yeah. Basically, maggots are just disgusting. Um, there's a lot of gross animals. Like maybe, have you, do you know the uh, crab spider? Yeah, they're they're pretty. Weird. Yeah, it's a fucking badass Australian like spider or crab. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it takes like chunks out of people. I mean, you probably would die quickly. And honestly. Actually, nah, fuck it, bro. If you could control those fuckers, you could rule the world. Honestly, like, the, if you, if you, anyone wants to look up a, I'm pretty sure it's a... The camel spider. You think of a camel spider. Camel spider, that's the one. Yeah, camel right. spider. Yeah. That's scary. So, yeah, well, I would definitely control camel spiders. You could do whatever you want. Yeah. Camel spider, yeah, they kill you pretty quickly. And they would hurt, sure, for like a couple hours. It would be an excruciating pain. But um, like you, generally you'd have you'd be so powerful you can control those fuckers. Oh yeah, definitely. I think I don't know. Are slugs? Are they? What are slugs? Slugs. Are, slugs, right? Yeah, but are, do they count as insects? Yeah. I wouldn't want to control slugs. 
it just seems very impractical. I don't know what I would do with them. Yes, slugs are just kind of there. They're like, you, they're just nature's bitch, essentially. <laughs> there's nothing, you, there's no, like, they're the bottom totem pole of any food chain ever. Slugs are just randomly fucking there, just sliding around, like, all right. Yeah, slugs are. Slugs are the cold play of insects. <laughs> that's, a, that's a perfect ready to put it. They're just there and they're just kind of popular for some reason. Yeah, just populate randomly because idiots like them. Yeah, total idiots. And if you like cold plays, stop listening. <laughs> Turn this you know what idiots don't like? Or maybe some idiots do. Some idiots and some non-idiots like the game Death Stranding. Have you played Death Stranding? No, but I do have I a have. postman. You have a postman, so you basically know what it's like. So yeah. I've played Death Stranding with um, with a friend of ours, a mutual friend. Let's call him Eisen Fisher. Yeah, and uh, basically. <laughs> Why does he need a fake? Is he undercover now? <laughs> he is, yeah. He's, he's, he's in North Korea now. So, yeah. Oh, shit. He needs, he needs protection. Yeah. But he's basically, he's dressing up as a North Korean person. So he's like, he's, he's quite racist, to be honest. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like he, he's put it on so far. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in constant message with him. And then, uh, I'm going to stop you. Far. Get on to Death Stranding. Death Stranding is a game. Made by Hideo Kojima. He's in Japan, not North Korea. And, um, yeah, it's a game basically about transporting cargo from one place to another. Through, like, mountains, terrain, deserts, that sort of shit. And it's very it's very divisive, because, obviously, Hideo Kojima, um, creator of the Metal Gear franchise, which is one of the, like, one of the people's favourite game franchises ever. Like, Metal Gear is probably one of the most influential game franchises. Top, probably top five influential game franchises ever made. I literally invented the self-genre. So, like, yeah, people... And the Hideo Kojima kind of invented it. So, basically, this is the first game that he's made that wasn't a Metal Gear game. And it was very... People were, like, so excited about this game. And it's been very divisive because it's very... It's very creative. It's very artistic. It's basically a game literally about moving uh, cargo to one place to another. There's a little bit of action, but not that much. It's yeah, it more does. literally the most. Yeah. Mostly what like you're getting. Amazon Simulator 2019. Kind of, yeah. But like in like a post-apocalyptic in a way. In like a really beautiful like post-apocalyptic world. The majority of what you do in this game is like move uh, move around like basically climb like mountains or whatever in like silence and you're like trying to balance yourself essentially you're trying to, you, it's literally just climbing it's a, you're walking the majority of the game is literally just walking which I don't think is ne- I don't think it's necessarily that bad but I, I, I personally I'm enjoying the game so far I do find it in places tedious. I think I would. Uh, I'm playing it with our friend in North Korea, right? And I and I, I think I'd find it a lot less enjoyable if I wasn't playing it with him because, like, 
we're kind of like talking as we're like playing it or whatever. And like, we're kind of like talking about ideas of the game because it is a very like thought provoking game. Anyway, to cut a long, uh, long story short. So this game is basically postman the game. So we thought for this podcast to basically make what other, what other professions should be actual video games should be fully realized video games. What so not, just, not just any, but they should be Hideo Kojima games. Hideo Kojima games. Yeah. Yeah. That that's that's where we've gone with this. So I'm gonna I'm gonna open this up with I want Hideo Kojima to take bouncing like a bouncer outside of a club <laughs> right. and turn that into one of his ginormous epic wondrous games yeah. so like how how do you think Hideo Kojima would go about that a bouncer but maybe you can like interact with loads of people in the club no, and matter, have, like, no matter what happens it's Hideo Kojima so a war is currently going on or has happened sure. that's the only yeah. two scenarios Hideo Kojima can do he does nothing else yeah. You're either in a war or you're just out of a war. Essentially, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're just out of war. Maybe you have PTSD. And you keep, as you're trying to bounce the people, as you're trying to control the club, you have, like, PTSD visions of, like, the Vietnam War. <laughs> There's the Vietnam War where the Vietnamese are actually fighting ghosts. Yeah. And that's it. That's the Hideo Kojima game. <laughs> it does sound very you say, well, you say, as each person comes up to like give their name and be like, oh, I'm on the list. Um, Jup put me on the list. Can you let me in? And then he just has a flashback to the time his best friend was called Jup and has <laughs> his face destroyed by a giant ghost spider breathing fire. Sure. And then it flashes back. And he just, and he just hear the guy again called, they're like, Jup told me I could come in. And he's like, oh, sorry. Yeah, go in. Yeah, go So, like, 16 hours of this game is just holding a velvet rope. <laughs> <laughs> and just being like, I'm Wait, sorry, guys, like, it's one in, one out. It's one in, one out. Yeah. <laughs> it's full one out. <laughs> and then the other, because it's a Hideo Kojima game, 125 hours are cutscenes. Oh, yeah, definitely. About where this guy came from. Why he has passion to be a bouncer? And he's like training to be a bouncer. His tra- and his training was a by a vampire called like Elk, and like he he was like part he was half a spy, half a vampire, and he was like the bouncing profession is very honourable. Only you can decide who gets to fuck the pretty ladies. And obviously, all these people have limbs that have been replaced by robots parts. 100%, yeah. And they've all got like breathable masks that are connected to like the sky. <laughs> and they're all chatting you to, um, they're all reading your hard drive. Yeah, definitely. But that's not actually, that's not actually, uh, that's not actually yeah, a feature. That's a at one point to, to make sure you don't come too fastly. <laughs> yeah, it's not actually a feature this time, they're just stealing your information. <laughs> definitely. But, <laughs> Hideo Kojima games are really weird. They are really weird. 
Is there any any other major aspect, gameplay aspects other than uh, stopping people from coming into the club? There's just a really over-the-top way of undoing the velvet rope. Yeah. So you have to like, hold down R2, uh, tap triangle repeatedly, and then lift up the left analog stick yeah. to undo the clip. And then you have to use the right analog stick to lift the rope up and let the people in. And if you uh, fuck okay. it up, you fuck it up at any point. Uh, it starts all over. Starts all over. It doesn't just start all <laughs> no. over. You actually get a game yeah. over screen, and you have to re- and it brings <laughs> you back to the main menu. <laughs> yeah. And that rivalry in in Death Stranding, there's a, a mechanic, right? So you 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 have a you literally have like a baby strapped to you, right? And it's like an un, it's like a it's like sort of a real baby, but I don't treat it like an, as an actual person. It's like a baby that's been born for like six, seven months and like taking out the fetus early, right? And they just call it a BB, right? And when it gets scared, you have to shake it. And it, to do to shake it, you have to literally press it. Oh, I'm not making any of this up. To shake it, you have to press like five buttons at a time. It's really Jeez. uncomfortable. Because if you shake it, it can. Because if it uh, if it gets upset, it cries, and it can alert like enemies around you, essentially. And uh, so like, that is a hundred percent like Hideo Kojima thing of like pressing so many buttons to like yeah. do one instinct there. If anyone's um, just had a baby or is having one soon, uh, try that out and let us know if it works in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Don't shake your baby. <laughs> Do it. Put it, in, put, it in a, put it in a little bowl and just shake it. Why not? Yeah, and just it. strap it to yourself and then become a courier. Yeah. But I don't think bouncing sim- Bouncer Simulator sounds too unreal. I need to work on the name. It's a working title. Yeah. Could uh, uh, it just be the name of the club? What's like a very Hideo Kojima name of a club? Probably oh. just like Foxtrot Delta. Uh, yeah, Foxtrot Envy or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be Foxtrot Liquid. <laughs> yeah, Liquid Snake Metal Envy Club. But oh, what famous actor would be would play the bouncer? Um, probably the guy from Punisher. He was also in Walking Dead. Oh, His name John Paul Burnfall. John Burnfall. Yeah, I love John. Oh, yeah, I think probably be him so, but, um, but what, what have you got for us star. one one thing he should star in dog walker okay right this is out of my all of my ideas this is most inspired by death Stranding. okay dog walker in the post-apocalyptic apocalyptic you have to take the queen's corgis back to her you walk through post-apocalyptic london you got to control the dogs you got to stop for them to ship you gotta stop them to piss, you gotta give them doggy treats, and you gotta keep holding as you're walking through post a pocket post a London with a bunch of zombies, bunch of like skinhead zombies, bunch of chavy zombies, bunch of uh, canary wolf dickhead zombies, alright? You gotta wait, you gotta put on your uh, leeches. So they, they they keep trying to like, run away. The queen doesn't queen hasn't trained them right, but eventually you get you get back. The queen is so helpful, she gives you a blowjob. So that's the whole game. It's only like a four-hour experience. But yeah, that is Dog Walker. What do you think? 
I like it. Is there a um, a really complicated way to walk? Yeah. Oh, you have to press R1, R2, L1, and L2 at all times to grab onto the ropes, yeah? Oh, okay. That's, that's good. That's yeah. good. Now, is yeah. the queen uh, played by some kind of young uh, woman with giant assets not wearing a lot? She's wearing, played by Meryl Streep not wearing a lot, which I'd kind of prefer to be honest. Uh, I don't know. Doesn't sound like a Hideo Kojima game. Yeah. Maybe we can get some ghosts in it. Maybe we can set some like maybe eventually the dog walker who's played by Jai Courtney. Yeah. Is uh maybe he's just come back from the World War Two. Maybe this is maybe this is actually the Queen uh right after she got married, which I have no idea what the year that year was, but maybe maybe it's nineteen forty eight. Maybe it's the Queen Mother. She still has the same fucking corgis. She keeps yeah. dumping them in a little bit. So. Corgis. Yeah. I like it. So, um, is there how much of the game is out of the four hour runtime? How much of it is cutscenes? Oh, like two hours, 58 minutes. Okay. Good, like good, literally. Good. Yeah. Oh, it's about worried. the dog. Yeah, doubt about the dog's reaction as they react to like sunlight and like shitting themselves. <laughs> Is there just loads of slow mo shots of the dog's fur being brushed by the wind? There is. There is. And there's this random uh, character called uh, Brush who's like, couldn't, who can't wear normal clothes because she sweats too much. So she has to wear like a really skinny bikini and she's got massive tits. The most hideous Kojima thing ever. <laughs> Wasn't that the actual reason he gave for a character's costume? Uh, quiet in Metal Gear Solid is like, oh, she's not a real human. She's like an alien that, that sweats. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? You're like, that's the dumbest shit in the world. Like, <laughs> yeah, like shut up, Hideo. We get it. You just wanted to animate some Stop giant tits. <laughs> I can't believe that in Metal Gear Solid, one of the most prolific game uh, franchises ever, we're like, quiet, she's an alien, that's why she's in tits, that's why you you see all of her skin, she's an (laughs) alien that sweats a lot, sure man, yeah, great story bro, you literally just want to sell some sex. Yeah, just be honest. Just say, well, she's got giant tits. Why would we not yeah. expose her rather than just go, oh, because she's actually, uh, she's not from Earth. You're like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why doesn't she look different to a human? He says, oh, yeah, why? Why does she look like a fucking model? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's really funny, actually. <laughs> oh, so... For something slightly different, I'm going to give you a full-on epic round. Epic. Yeah, and this is a this game is 24 hours long, but you can't pause, you can't save, uh, you can't take a break at any point, uh, and it's you're just a taxi driver. Taxi driver. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're a taxi driver. Specifically, you're some kind of like Hideo Kojima style of uber uh called 
Uber. Fragile Uber. Yeah, you yeah, just Hideo Kojima's version of Uber. I and mean, all you have to just do is a 24-hour shift. But you get everyone's life story or whoever gets into your taxi. So okay. some of them are like ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, like 23 hours of this game is cutscenes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, of course. It's just people's backstories that someone gets in and that you think they're going to be sick. So there's a real slow-mo motion of you see the guy yeah. like gagging because he's drunk. Is he going to throw up? Is he not going to throw up? I'm you not going to tell you. Quid. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, you just have to drive the Uber around. So uh, really the gameplay comes down to putting the postcode into your sat-nav. Yeah. Uh, counting change to give to people when they pay you. Sure. Uh, telling people that I know I don't really have change for a 20. This fare was only like six pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Like, getting pissed off when you have to do another airport run. <laughs> but you get three times the amount of pay. Yeah, but it's a long way and you just came there and back. Uh, giving yeah. different answers to the question, so how's your day going? Yeah. Have you, have you been busy tonight? Oh, busy as fuck. Uh, you get literal different uh, uh, dialogue options, but they're all like, after a while, they're all like the fucking same. And you're like, all your dialogue options are saying, fuck you, fuck you, man, fuck you, man. More stress you get. More like, I'm going to fucking put this dildo in your arsehole, buddy. That's what all your dialogue options are <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, that's a dialogue option. Uh, so that's it and really the gameplay comes down to you don't do any of the driving yourself no. it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's all just simulated um, so the dialogue is filling up your car yeah so which nice. is go to the petrol station you've got to get out the car where you hold L1 move slightly sideways and then move back the other way hold down triangle and circle and that's how you get one Press leg out of the car <laughs> <laughs> and then you can fill up yeah. yeah, filling up, that's actually done for you. That's another cutscene. Okay. And cool. so is paying for the petrol. three cutscenes, yeah. Yeah, there's a cutscene after you get out of the car, which you do yourself. There's a cutscene of you filling up. There's a cutscene of you putting the petrol cap back on. Then there's a cutscene of you putting the pump back in the stand. Then there's yeah. a cutscene as you walk into the petrol station. Then there's a cutscene yeah. as you pay. Then there's a cutscene... Yeah, and there's a cutscene of your character deciding if they want the 99p uh, dairy milk bar that they always have on the side. <laughs> and uh, after a while, they can get too fat from that. If you keep doing <laughs> it, that's the way. Yeah, there's that really interactive point of deciding what you want for dinner. Um, and there's a cutscene as you pay, but sometimes you pay with cash, sometimes card. Then you'll see there's a cutscene as you ask for a business receipt for tax purposes. <laughs> And then there's the cutscene as you walk out of the shop, a separate one for getting back in the car, and then a separate <laughs> one as you start up the car, and then the different uh, one as you pull away. None of them are skippable. <laughs> Literally every every half an hour is like fifteen minutes of this bullshit. That's yeah. Fucking... <laughs> That's actually fifteen of the twenty four hour runtime of the game. <laughs> oh, and also, um, most people have limbs replaced by robotic parts. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> and then the names like fucking Envy and 
Niagara. <laughs> and other nightclubs. <laughs> and other nightclubs that Ben can think of off the top yeah. of his head. <laughs> and Emotion. My name is Emotion, and I want to go to Gatwick Airport. Like, all right. Yeah. Oh, who are you? Oh, I'm Bar and Beyond. <laughs> like, <laughs> the characters look at the camera and goes, these are getting too ridiculous now. Yeah. I'm slugging letters. <laughs> so, uh. Five you... Weatherspoons. <laughs> yeah, that's the per The Weatherspoons is the one who doesn't pay and tries to do a runner after the yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I've been in Weatherspoons. So, what do you, um. What do you think of Uber? Just, it's just called Uber. It's called Uber. Uber yeah. Kojima. Yeah, um, I would buy it. I'd get pissed off maybe. It'd be very divisive. Uh, between tickets who were like, oh, it's the greatest thing ever, and people who actually want to have a fun. So, it sounds good. But I've got a few more ideas. I've got a few more ideas. <laughs> okay. Let's put a pin in it. Let's put a pin in it, Yeah. Uber sounds exciting. It sounds very Hideo Kojima. But also, what maybe what doesn't sound as Hideo Kojima and more fun is a game called Nanny. You are a nanny too. Do you want to guess what you're a nanny too? It's a famous pop culture thing. You're a nanny to something. I'll give you a couple of tries. I don't know. A if you get it right, I'll send you £200 in drachma. Do you mean like a, a nanny is in like you babysit kids? Is that what you're talking about? Or yeah. do you mean like, a, okay, uh, to a pop culture thing, uh, yeah. like the Kardashians kid? No, I'm afraid not. I'll give you three guesses. A nanny to, oh, I don't, I, I don't know, the Beckhams? Beckhams? No, no, that's, that's an interesting idea, but no, I'm afraid not. Uh, the nanny big, to the, big, the president big, of the United States? No, but that, that's actually a different idea. Um, <laughs> nanny to Jack-Jack from The Incredibles, okay? We've got Jack-Jack in there, who's got all these friggin' powers. He's, he's a demon one point, he's a metal guy one another time. He's a fire person the next, okay? All right, give me, let, let, let me give you a pitch. Let me give you a pitch for Incredibles 3, which is going to make Pixar, Disney... The new empire of the world, four billion pounds, okay? So, yeah. you are Syndrome's daughter. Syndrome, the uh, bad guy from Incredibles 1, okay? You are Syndrome, and that hot girl, which I, I feel I have mixed emotions because I actually find her sexy, but she's like an anime character, so I don't really know how to feel, but I generally really want to fuck her. So, you're that Syndrome's daughter and that woman who I can't remember the character, but I still want to put ridiculous. Yeah, you're her, that character, right? Well, the one, the, the old woman who gave you the costumes. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that one, yeah. She's not an old woman. Uh, oh, don't, don't I, did, I, I'll be honest, I, I didn't see The Incredibles 2. Yeah, uh, no, The Incredibles 1. No syndrome, the guy. Yeah, who, the, the, the bad guy. He's like assistant. Oh, his assistant. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, her. You know, Syndrome's and her daughter, right? Plan the exact revenge on Mr. Mr. Incredible. So the game is dealing with Jack-Jack's power. Every level is like a different power. And you have to hide it from the public. Make sure no one dies from it. 
and make sure Jack Jack doesn't die because your ultimate idea is you have to keep him alive and keep his power secret. So you can corrupt when he's older, you can corrupt him. You can be a whisper in his ear and be like, Oh, you gotta you gotta fucking kill your parents. You gotta fucking fuck those people up. And because Jack Jack's gonna be the most powerful person in the world. He's gonna be like Franklin Richards in the Marvel six one six. And like so he's gonna have loads of powers, Jesus. right? My good god. Wait, wait, that was that might be the deepest cut that's ever been said on this podcast. If you if you got that uh, tweet proof that you understood it to at rogue underscore opinion and Ben will send you a copy of what was that Mark Wahlberg film where he was a sniper Lone Survivor yeah Lone Survivor yeah Ben will send you an iTunes copy of Lone Survivor. I will. I've never used iTunes, but I'll do that. If if you can send proof, you know what that means. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was really deep. <laughs> anyway, back to this. Yeah, uh, Jack Jack is really powerful shit, right? So eventually, you're going to be a character that can maybe... May, this, this game plays off over years and years. Maybe when he gets to, like, 20, you're like, you actually love Jack Jack right now. You've been his babysitter for like 18 years. I don't know why a 20-year-old needs a babysitter still, but you're still in his life. And maybe you can be like, oh, no, Jack-Jack, you go be a superhero. You be fucking Mr. Fantasia or whatever. Uh, Or you can be like, oh, you got to fucking kill your parents. This is a strong guy and a rubber girl. You can kill him. Just melt him or some shit. So, game is... You're basically a mentor. You're a mentor to the new god of the world, right? You are Doctor Doom in Secret Wars, right? That you're a mentor to that, okay? And uh, basically, so you can you can decide how he plays out. You can you can become Hitler times twenty or Gandhi times twenty. You can decide. <laughs> Is this where you tell us the um? There's no gameplay to this except you whispering in someone's ear what you think they should do, and then they go and do it entirely in cutscenes. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It's like <laughs> heavy, but like no serial killers. Oh, well, if you make Jack Jack a serial killer, he'll be a serial killer, but like, yeah, it's more just like raising this little fucking kid for years and years and years. And a bit like eventually in the in the early years, there's more gameplay. In the early years, when he's like a fire guy, you have to like grab a fire extinguisher and spray him with it. Or when he's like a metal guy, you have to like I don't know what can you fucking do against a, like a colossus baby? You have to like grab him with a with a. With so a she's with a, a giant magnet. Yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. Or when he's wow. like a little devil, lock him in a cage. But yeah, eventually it just gets to cutscene after cutscene where you make dialogue choices. Yes, that's pretty. How long is this game? Oh, like 34 hours. 30. We're made by Telltale Games, partnered with Kojima. Oh, well, how much of it is gameplay and how much of it is cutscenes? Like 4% maybe. <laughs> Sounds bad. Well, first chance are probably more gameplay like, but then it just cuts in. <laughs> We should probably point out that there's quite a lot of gameplay in Death Stranding. 
Oh yeah, there is. There's a lot of it isn't. There is a lot of lot of cutscenes and a lot of random just people talking to you. They don't give a fuck about. But like, there is it is still like ninety percent gameplay. <laughs> yeah, sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I I like it. I I don't know about Disney partnering with Kojima. I feel like it goes against everything that Kojima stands for. Uh, mostly because it would have to be, like, completely animated. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, like, cartoon. Um, yeah. But I like the idea... I like the idea of Jack-Jack trying to melt his parents. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take your pitch up. I'm going to give you $20 million to build this. I feel like you could realistically actually make that game with $20 million, okay? See how it sells? It will sell for maybe 10 copies, I reckon. Yeah, so we'd make our money back. That's math, right? Yeah. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to give you an obscure job, um, okay. which, is, which is, it's not really, I don't even know if it's a job, but it's one of those, you know those people that just bring birds of praise to like fates and stuff? Oh yeah, sure. So they, they just demonstrate like an eagle by putting on that big glove and then putting some meat uh, on their glove, and the eagle like appears. Uh, oh, look at this crazy creature that's gonna fuck you up if I haven't got meat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never thought of it like that. It's like, hey, if I didn't have this glove, you'd all be dead. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. What if I put the glove away? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I zoo once, and like I was holding this fucking like falcon on my glove when I was, like, 10. I remember looking at, like, it had its, like, claws, and literally its claws were, like, bigger than my hand, and I was like, you could fucking kill me right now. If there wasn't all this meat I'm feeling you, you would claw out my eyes. So that that's a genuine thing. Yeah, that is a genuine, that is a genuine thing. But I want to do this game, but from the point of view of the Falcon. Okay, so... I like it. Sometimes you're just sat in an enclosure, just watching people like walk up and be like, oh, cool, it's a falcon. Yeah. Like you're at a zoo. Sometimes you're at a kid's birthday party. Are you going to fuck up the party? Are you not? It's really Maybe. up to you using the incredible. You could get like a lot of food from it. You could get loads of respect, loads of street cred from the falcon. Or actually more, more like air cred, essentially, from the falcon community, right? But you could also be in risk being put down. Yeah, that is the thing is that then they call like animal control and they're all everyone's yeah. looking for you. Or you could just yeah. be a good or you could just be a good falcon and just kinda of like live out yeah. your life at kids' birthday parties. Um no choice is really yours. What did yeah. you say? What did you say? No falcons respect good falcons. You wanna be a badass falcon. You wanna yeah. fox kids up and blind a couple kids. Yeah, like you can you can either go ultra violent and like start clawing at children, um, or yeah, you can yeah. just like kind of scare them by like flying super close to them before you land on the glove and get your get your food. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, there's a lot of dynamics to here. There's also a lot of flashbacks about you like first hatching and how you were raised in captivity, uh, but yeah. how you how you always dreamt of being a free falcon uh, wherever falcons live. Really, I don't know where <laughs> they live. Um, Falcon Island. Uh, you can just invent <laughs> stuff. So, yeah. 
you've got this like you've got this like locket that's made out of like the skull of a mouse that just has pictures of um <laughs> what am i talking about <laughs> just like a pic- a pictures of your parents in it and uh do you want to go back to falcon island also both your wings are robotic because this is a hideo oh, cool. yeah yeah and you're like your your tamer is a guy called like shepherd uh, <laughs> it's just called a falcon f-a-l-t-o-n yeah dash con that's it it's just called fat elcon um yeah so that that's really the game the gameplay obviously um there's some flying involved you do that you do that by you have to hold all the bumpers down at the same time and then use the right analog stick to flap your wings as and when you need it (laughs) <laughs> you also need to take into account like the wind. Start to pack your kids' eyes out. Yeah. Every button in the controller. Yeah, and then you can choose to like kill some kids or not, or just land on the glove and just be a good falcon and continue yeah. to dream. Going back. Trying to escape. Yeah, going back to Falcon Island. Falcon Island. So that's why it's called Should Falcon I... Island. Falcon Island. I like it. I I would buy it. Maybe not at full price, honestly. Maybe I'd buy it for like fifteen pounds, and then I'd be like, "Okay, that's yeah. over this." How it, long is the game? That's what's bad. If you're always a good falcon, it's just infinite because it just creates yeah. new simulations of like, uh, it just my... new, yeah, new simulations of like going to a kids' party or doing yeah. like a demonstration at a zoo, and that just goes on forever. Uh, if you decide you want to exp- to try and get back to Falcon Island, it's 29 hours long. Just flapping your wings again and again. You have to hold all the, the, the back buttons and press the go up and down on the right stick. You get like carpal, carpal tunnel syndrome just for doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is that um, in, in game time, if you decide to escape to Falcon Island, it's, uh, it's an actual 20-hour flight. <laughs> you never sit there and you can't say there's no save points no yeah you have to dodge like planes and other falcons yeah well it's 20 it's an actual 20 hour flight but two hours of that is cutscenes. <laughs> but it's a cut it's just cutscenes of you flying whilst danger zone plays <laughs> <laughs> and tom cruise taking off his like what, uh, what's oh, yeah, thing? you see Maverick and Iceman in the background, uh, <laughs> like dogfight. You, you could be my pilot anytime, you could be my wingman anytime. That's just replete, repeat. <laughs> and there's, there's a mini game where um, you play volleyball with Tom Cruise as the Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I'd buy a now. You've convinced me, I'll buy it at full price, like 55 quid for that second. Tom Cruise, volleyball, ooh, that's all I need. I've just got images of, like, um, a falcon with robotic wings trying to put on speedos. Just has wings trying to peck at them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. come on, come on, we're ready to play. <laughs> this is the best idea I've ever had, Falcon Island. Very much. Do you know what's always ready to play? A security guard. At the White House, 
That is Fury Garden of the White House. You're literally this throughout your entire life. Most of the gameplay is walking around the grounds. But you can once in a while, you can once in a while just go and dare it and maybe go in the White House, actually walk around the White House, yeah. You can you have the, the basic motor functions, you have to drink and eat and piss and poo, yeah. But you can do you can be a bit cheeky maybe and go and piss in the Oval Office. You can be like you do you can do that if you want, yeah. But you can choose which presidents live or die. You can you're not all of like you're not all of the presidents of protection, but you're like a major part of it. And you can sabotage bits of it. Think like a mix between maybe Hitman and Sims, right? So you serve under uh, Bush, Reagan, Trump, and Obama, right? And a bunch of other presidents. Yeah? Maybe maybe there's DLC where you can serve under um, who's that fucking guy? Uh, Abraham, Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. And who's the other president after him? Who has that great quote which I like? Uh, Washington. No. Uh, uh, Teddy Roosevelt. 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 Yeah. Anyway, maybe the DLC we can serve in the beginnings of America. Anyway, you're a security guard in the White House. You walk around. You can protect the president, or you can tell him to go fuck off. There's, you, you have complete. <laughs> <laughs> have complete job security, right? So you serve the main in the main game, maybe in the first game. Main ones are Bush, Obama, and Trump because they're the most recent. Yeah, maybe who was who was president before Bush? I don't know. Bill Clinton. Yeah, Clinton. That's a good idea. Maybe you can catch Clinton fucking around. Oh, yeah, that'd be so good. That'd be he good. Walk yeah. in as he's getting blown by that woman. Yeah. Season one of Security Guard White House Boy is Clinton, Bush, Obama, and Trump. But DLC pass, you can get DLC pass for Reagan as well. And you can go back in time for Abraham Lincoln and uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, you can you can become friends with the president, or you can tell him to go fuck himself. You can do whatever you want. You have complete job security. You're the best security guard there ever was. You're a bit of a ninja, but you can work for the apparent good guys, America, or apparent bad guys like Russia or China or whatever, whichever generation you're going with. Um, so yeah, that is security card 2019. I like the idea that you tell the president to fuck off. And then the president's mm. like, oh, I would fire you if we didn't give you such a good contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we fire you. <laughs> so basically, really... like, why can't I fire this guy? He's like, oh, uh, someone. <laughs> I like it. So what's that? Do you like gameplay aspects to just walking around the White House and just kind of like listening? Yeah, it's, it's walking around the White House, you make yourself a tea, you, you have some banter with the other security guards who, who you can fire and dispose at any, any time. Um, you have some banter with the random like uh, secu- uh, White House p- people. Basically, everyone knows you're really the most powerful man in the world. But the president's like a front. You're really kind of not the most powerful person. Yeah. Oh. You can't be fired. And you, you, know, you can be like, if a president gets attacked, you can be like, oh, fuck this shit. Um, anyway. So can it turn out that you're actually like, um, you're head of the Illuminati, and for some reason you decided to hide as a security guard? Sure, why not? Yeah. 
Sounds good. But really, most of the gameplay is you, because you, you, you're really, okay, you may, you're a very powerful man, but really, you're kind of like a humble guy. You just like, like little things. You like walking around in like your field. You like, you like taking it easy. You like clearing up bird shit in the White House. You like taking the dogs out for a walk if they if the president has dogs. I don't know if you don't know. But like <laughs> you're a simple guy. You like walking around the grounds. That's all you do. You walk around the grounds expecting things. You check in on the president. Maybe you're like, all right, mate. Or maybe you're like, oh, you fucking little cunt. You can do what you want. Very <laughs> like. How much if it will affect cutscenes to gameplay, what are we talking? Oh, probably, I'm going to go 50-50. It's a 34-hour game. I'm going to go 16 hours of gameplay, 16 hours of cutscenes. So what's the end result? You can put whoever you want as president. Oh. Any celebrity you like, you can put as president. You can put KSI as president. Even though that's probably, that's probably the darkest ending. Or you can put fucking Mark Ruffalo as president if you want. You can put Dwayne the Rock Johnson, yeah, as president. That'd be pretty. That'd be pretty cool. I like it. And nice. maybe, maybe, maybe at the very end, you have a gun and you're like, "I can fucking shoot this guy. No one will care. No one will care, because I'm the real leader of the free world, bitch." Boom, and it credit credits roll. Ah, oh, that'd be so cool. I was gonna say, could the ending be that you walk into like a back room and it's just filled with like cult people around a fire? Then you summon Cthulhu, and the game just ends. Sure. Why not? Why not? I don't know who Cthulhu is, but... <laughs> oh, fine. You ruined it. It's one of those HP Lovecraft things. Oh, okay. Sure. Well, someone out there laughed when I said that. Okay. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I like it. What? How, are there any ghosts, robots, zombies? Oh yeah, there's loads, of, there's loads of ghosts of the old presidents and old security guards roaming around the grounds of the White House. You can talk to them, and then if you interact, they'll talk to you for like twenty minutes. Or literally, <laughs> there'll be cuts about their life, and it's literally like twenty-three minutes long. You're like, fucking hell, it's so long. Oh wow. Well, speaking of so long. We should probably go before I die of, go. of this cold. Okay. <laughs> that was my segue to the end. To the end? Of the podcast. Of the podcast. Okay. I've got a few more ideas. I'm just going to throw them past you. Oh, okay? go on then. Quick fire. Quick fire. Quick fire. Okay. We've got teaching kids in North Korea. Okay. <laughs> Forced into North Korea, and you can hide, or you can become a spy for them. You can become Jim Jim Con Jim Cunin's best friend if you want, yeah. Or you can be a hider guy, and you can disguise yourself as a North Korean. You can like put makeup on or shit, or if you want. Or you do. There's a lot of diverging paths. There's a lot of things. It's basically like. Uh, Detroit become human, but you're in North Korea, yeah, and you're a normal guy. You just wants to teach English, and but yeah, it's basically what I live on a day to day basis because I've actually got like makeup that I put on to pretend I'm Taiwanese, but like, 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. The funny <laughs> thing, remember Detroit Become Human, my favorite thing whenever I've seen that game is just like, if you just, if they just covered up the things on the side of their heads, no one would have known. No one would care. Yeah, and it was just like, the whole time, like when those people are like on the run, I'm just like, just cover the stupid thing on the side of your head and you're fine. No, yeah. Destroyed Become Human is legitimately a really good game. I really enjoyed that game. That's pretty great. Your game sounds kind of racist, not gonna lie. Uh, Racist for like, for good reasons, because North Korea is like really fucked up. It's like, it's like pretending to be a race you're not. Because, anyway, this is one of out of like 17 choices. Uh, <laughs> race you're not, so you don't die. I, I don't believe that's generally racism. But, uh, I, I, feel like, I feel like you're going to... Um, remember when the interview first came out? Yeah. And North Korea was super angry and were threatening to kill everyone. talking about angry about everything. I feel we're like probably this gonna game be do that again. Out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, when fuck we North, fuck North Korea in every sense of the word. Uh, There's no, I don't give a fuck to fucking piss off North Korea. I'm a fucking pacifist, but fuck that shit. Feel like when I fuck in you're a pussy mode. I feel like as soon as I press publish when I upload this episode, I'm just gonna get shot in the yeah. head immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one that survived that rogue opinions and like. Fucking hell, I did that shit. <laughs> uh, that'd be really funny. Then you could then you could make some kind of wit, witty joke about how rogue opinions got us killed because we had rogue opinions. Yeah. It was too rogue, man. We should have been more recentralized. <laughs> funny that's what been safe. <laughs> yeah, sanitized opinions. <laughs> yeah. North Korea favorite favorite opinions. Oh, oh no, it'd be really annoying because if they'd make the news and then our podcast would become super successful, but only because yeah, but we got killed dead. by North Korea. Yeah. I'll, I'll just take all the royalties. That'd be good. Oh, yeah, you can you can live on. You can just do the podcast yourself. All of yeah. them. Just writing about random shit. And, it, <laughs> and one person a week listens to it and it, it's actually Kim Jong-un. <laughs> you replaced me with Kim Jong Un, <laughs> and he's just there every episode. He's like, "Oh man, America's so shit, right?" And you just have to laugh. Well, yeah, man, sure. No, I have the best life, but every moment I have a gun to my head. Yeah, and all he says is like, "Oh, friends, that sh- sitcom was shit. I don't know why those pussies America love it so much." <laughs> yeah, America's rubbish. Every uh, every country is not North Korea's rubbish. I love being here. <laughs> North Korea is the greatest country in the world. All other countries are run by pigs. <laughs> oh, I feel like there's like a, a sitcom there for a guy doing a podcast with Kim Jong-un because... There is accent. Yeah. A body, the bodyguard has a gun to that person's head, but then they slowly mm-hmm. fall in love. Yeah, the bodyguard's just a really nice guy. Just... I've never, I've never seen the bodyguard, but if it's not yeah. about that, I'm going to be super angry. I'm pretty sure it's Whitney Houston and someone, another famous actor who I can't remember. 
And um, by like, I don't know, she gets protected by the bodyguard and like, and eventually fucks him. I'm pretty sure that's the film. Well, that, we, could, we could just do the same thing, but it's Kim Jong Un's yeah. bodyguard. Me, and me as me as the pretty, me as Whitney Houston, and Kim Jong Un as the bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that's so racist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can't play Whitney Houston. <laughs> I mean, no, re- no okay, not uh, exactly. I'm not playing that role. Typical Hollywood. <laughs> and Kim Jun Hin is the guy who like protects me. Oh, you fall in love with Kim Jun Hin? Yeah, of course. Of course. Who doesn't? Well, I think we've ended this podcast with a go picture. Sure, 100%. A sitcom about Kim John N starting a podcast. He would start a <laughs> podcast called Rogue Opinions, actually, wouldn't he? He would, yeah. Hmm. Is Rogue Opinions racist? I doubt it. But yeah. I'm a very bad source. Yeah. yeah, probably. Well, you could find Rogue Opinions if we're not all dead at Rogue underscore opinion. Uh, you can find me at Nathan Greenaway if I've not been shut down. And Ben, where can people find you if you survive this one? Uh, ben, uh, uh, Tawny underscore North Korea is the best <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> I hope you open those accounts now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I already have, bro. I mean, well, the gun had to my head. Whitney Houston is. She never died. Probably not. Well, check back through the archives for less, I guess, things that might get you killed if you listen to it. Uh, got the <laughs> AEW Full Gear review up. Carl and Sean have been talking about Doctor Who. And, yeah, Ben, if if we're back next week, hopefully we are. If we, come, if we come back as a super pro North Korea podcast, you know something happened. Yeah, you know I fucked up. <laughs> Alright guys, thanks for listening. Bye.